A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning, Dan. What a year the last week has been. Huh? Oh my <laughs> It feels gosh. like we have crammed an entire year into Buffalo. And past not week. a good year. New. No. We could go on and on about all the things that have happened, but you know what? I don't Everybody want to. Knows. Yeah, we need a distraction. Yeah, I think right? so. So I'm yeah. going to juggle. That was my first plan. <laughs> but I decided that on the radio, that really doesn't make a... You'll just hear the, the balls hitting the floor. Or hitting you on the head. Or hitting, seems more And then you'll likely. hear me scream. Yes. And, uh-huh. Yeah, juggling. Very entertaining. Juggling doesn't work. Nah. We're just going to try to have fun and try to not talk about it. I'm losing yeah, yeah. my voice on yeah. top of it all. Loving it. Well, we should point out that while you and I are in the studio, that is not, we are guessing, the coronavirus that is the reason you're losing your voice. We assume it's a sinus issue. Yes, it's a sinus infection. <laughs> yes, but let's just throw that out we're there. We're still sequestered from everybody else. Yes, we're all we alone are. in a little building, so everybody else is safe. Yeah. Anyway, today on the radio, uh-huh. we're going to be talking about some spring roof emergencies. Yeah. That, you know, because that's what we want more of. Right. Emergencies Other to talk things. about. Yeah, yeah. No, this is more along the lines of, hey, spring is coming and with it comes some some crazy weather sometimes. Yeah. And if you find yourself with a problem, mm-hmm. what do you do? Right. We're going to be in the studio with Sheriff Goslin Roofing to talk about the steps you need to take right away in order to make sure that you're protecting your home. Right. We also found a really funny article on Facebook all about tools and kind of the real life of tools. I mean, we think of them in one way, but really there's a whole other world Yeah, it's like tool them. story. They walk around. And yes, the, no, tool it's, story. It's it not is that. It is kind of like that. It's just the a different life. way to look at tools that yeah. it's funny to me because I always think of it that way. Right. And it's fun to read experts who describe their experiences yeah. the same way I experience them. So that's right. coming up in a little bit. That yeah. will make us laugh. That's good. Yeah, it will. And we're also going to be talking about some projects that you can do while you're all tucked away at home yes. and a number of cool things that Repcolite's trying to do along yeah. with everybody out there. We're trying to adapt to yeah. a new way of doing business for a little bit and keeping everything moving. And we'll highlight some of the cool things that we're doing. But right now, Betsy's got some really fun things that you can do if you're trapped at home with the children. And want to give them something to do, or if you want to get away from the children and have something for yourself to do. Well, yes, these are kind of multi-purpose things. I know that there are some parents out there who are concerned because who knows when school is going to reopen. You know, Mm -hmm. we've heard three weeks, but it could be longer. I've heard other rumors, so we'll see how it goes. But there are some really great things that you can be doing with your kids to kind of keep them active and not just sitting in front of the TV and then having you tearing your hair out because they're getting on your last nerve. So I always have been a big proponent of doing your own little gardening thing. And now is a great time to start some seeds indoors. You can't take them outside quite yet, but you can put them in little pots inside, get some grow lights and start them inside so that when the weather does get warmer, you can transplant them outside and Should start keep your... them the proper distance apart. <laughs> right? Well, seeds, I think we're a little less concerned. <laughs> 
concerned about. Um, there's also some really great symphony performances that are happening online. The Seattle Symphony is broadcasting all of their stuff for free online. So check out some of these local symphonies if you want your kids to experience music and things like that. This is a great way to do it. Yeah, we can't go out and see these performances, but they're bringing them to you in your living room. And that is cool because a lot of these things are things that most of us, we just never have time to do. Right. We don't have maybe the money, the Mm -hmm. expendable income to go out and see these things. Right. Some of them are far away. Yeah, Seattle. <laughs> All of a sudden, the internet, yeah. they've opened up and unlocked mm-hmm. a lot of the things out there. And that's one thing that's really cool. Exactly. Uh, now is also a great time to be cooking and baking with your kids. It's a great thing to do. Have them invested in what you're doing, cooking and baking, great little math skills and things like that in there, and skills that they can use later in life. Um Meyer Garden, they're closed, obviously, but they have this really cool thing that happens at 10 o'clock every morning. It's called Cozy Tales Storytime. So if you have some younger kids, this is a great thing. Jump onto their Facebook page, and they have different people from Meyer Gardens mm-hmm. reading children's books. And it's a lot of fun. I actually just heard one this week, Ian Warnock. We've had him on before. He was reading Peter Rabbit. It was fantastic. Yeah, he's from Scotland, right? Originally. He's got the accent. The Uh whole thing was really, really fun. Exactly. And then I I found the coolest thing this week, and this is going to be the last one that I'm going to put out there. Um, There's this really cool Google app that you can get. It's called Arts and Culture. You can also do it just on your desktop or whatever. And it will take you to all of these museums and all of these galleries and things all over the world, 2,500 of them. And you can go and see pieces of art and things like that. I told my mom about it. Oh, my goodness. We could spend hours looking at all of the coolest stuff. You can't go there, but you can experience it. It is really cool. It's free. Yeah. We'll put links on our Facebook page. Yes, because I have a bunch of other things that you could be doing with your kids. Yeah, It's really fun. That's posted right now. You can go check it out. Yeah. But right now, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about a real-life perspective on tools. It's a lot of fun. That's next. Stay tuned. Are you stuck with a little extra downtime right now? Well, we can help you fill that time with a paint project, and you won't have to leave the house. With so many people suddenly stuck at home, we thought we'd tell you about RepcoLite's free next-day delivery to the Lakeshore and Metro Grand Rapids areas, no matter who you are or how much or little you may need. And if you happen to need your stuff sooner, we're offering expedited deliveries guaranteed within two hours for just $4.95. Check out RepcoLite.com for a location near you, or call any RepcoLite or Port City Paints to place an order and schedule a delivery. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. And we're back, and uh-huh. I'm excited. <laughs> really? Yes, I am, because I ran into something the other day that I thought was absolutely, well, Hilarious is a strong word. (laughs) Not a lot of things make me laugh to the point where I'm weeping or drooling all over the place. You are not. You know, I drool quite regularly without even laughing. 
I oh, talked about that. Oh, how well I know. Yeah, I'll never forget Mrs. Becker's third grade classroom where I was sitting there thinking about something and all of a sudden my elbow slipped on my desk and I looked down and there's this huge puddle the size of a pancake. And I thought, that what is, so is leaking? Gross. And then I realized it was all coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Were you thinking about food? I, I have, mean, that is like you know, the it only was third excuse grade, Beck, you or Betsy. I almost called you Becky <laughs> because I was thinking of Mrs. Becker. People used to call me <laughs> Becky all the time. I know. I think you get elbows to the to the midriff if you call you Becky, right? Uh, yes. So I'm not going to call you Becky. Anyway, so I drool quite naturally, but I don't guffaw. No. Isn't that like a gut laugh? Yes. Yes, it but is. But I did find this smirkable. Or funny, to some extent. It was posted on the Facebook page of Grant Imahara, who I don't know if anybody recognizes the name, but he was one of the Mythbusters. You know, there was Jamie Heineman, Adam Savage. I never knew his last name. I knew his first name was Grant. I did not know his last name. Love the show. The kids love Uh the show. We watch tons of it. And one of the things that I loved about it is just all the different projects that they tackled. I mean, mm-hmm. they would create things. Right. You know, they had to build yeah. robots to do this. Or it's always yeah, very interesting. To bust myths. Yeah, they to, to watch with, the process yeah. of how they get creative. Right. But the point is, he's very familiar and comfortable with tools of well, all different yes. kinds, yes. of course. And yet he posts this. Now, okay. it's not from his page, mm-hmm. but it, he's sharing it. Okay. Yeah. But still. It means that this is universal, and it makes me feel <laughs> a lot better Oh, because every okay. single one of these things made sense. What they've got is is a post called Tools Explained, Okay, and we're just going to kind of bump through a few of them. Some of them are, they're not really, none of them are adult content, but some of them are PG-13. We'll avoid those <laughs> for the sake of our younger viewers, uh-huh. listeners. Listeners. <laughs> anyway. I loved how he described the tools. A drill press, for example. What uh-huh. do you think a drill press is, Betsy? Makes a hole in a piece of wood. Right. Well, you're completely wrong. A drill press is a tall, upright machine that's useful for suddenly snatching flat metal out of your hands and then throwing it into your chest so that it flies across the room and dents the freshly painted project that you carefully had set in the corner where you uh, thought nothing could get yes. it. How many times haven't you watched me do that where I'm drilling something yep. and all of a sudden it's spinning around in circles, <laughs> bangs me in the chest and flies yep. across the room? I've seen Apparently... It. I'm not the only one. Well, apparently. How about a wire wheel? You know what that is, yeah, right? Yeah. What do you think that is? Well, I'm not Let me sh- just tell you. I was going to say, I'm not sure you. where they're going with a this. A wire wheel cleans paint off bolts and then throws them somewhere under the workbench with the speed of light. There's a lot of throwing happening yes. in this box. A wire wheel also <laughs> removes fingerprints and hard-earned calluses from fingers in about the time it takes you to say, oh, shucks. Oh, yeah. That's one of those PG-13 ones. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's see here. How about a pliers? This has happened to me all the time. Okay. A pliers is used to round off bolt heads and sometimes used in the creation of blood blisters. <laughs> right? Oh, You've yeah. You've seen me do that. Yeah. Well, I think we've all experienced that at some point where we're trying to get a bolt, you know, loosened yeah. and you just keep twisting and twisting and before, you know, it, it's around. And then you've got a blood blister because yes. you pinch your the fat of your yep. hand in the whole thing and it's horrible. Always happens. How about a hacksaw? What do you use a hacksaw for? Oh, to saw metal? Right. No, no you're completely wrong. Oh, One of, of a family of cutting tools built on the Ouija board principle. What? What do you think that is? It means it transforms human energy into a crooked, unpredictable motion. <laughs> and the more you attempt to influence its course, the more dismal your future becomes. Uh-huh. Have you ever tried? Now, if you've got a hacksaw 
see what I've done. So a hacksaw yeah. is the you know it looks like a bow and yeah. then it's got this small you know thin blade and, and yeah. you cut through metal and it's it's attached there. Every now and then. In fact, I've had this where the toilet, I'm trying to remove the toilet. That was mm-hmm. the most recent one. Yeah. And I can't get the bolt off. Mm-hmm. So for, for whatever reason, the configuration of the bathroom, I couldn't get the whole hacksaw in there. Okay. But I could take the blade off and oh. do that. And that's exactly what they're talking about. Because once the, the, the frame uh-huh. is off the blade, it uh-huh. becomes a crapshoot as yeah. to what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. So I'm sawing, and I can see I'm getting there, and all of a sudden the blade bends, and I'm smashing my knuckles. I'm and, surprised you didn't hack your finger off with well, the hacksaw. No, you can't. It would take so much sawing to get through your finger. Well, You can cut your finger, and let me tell you, that happens. <laughs> but cutting it off, not going to happen. <laughs> How about a table saw? A table saw is a large stationary power tool commonly used to launch wood projectiles so you can test oh, the wall integrity. I have. I have seen that before. Where that. it sends something flying across because it catches it and it yes. sends it. It's like a frisbee. In all seriousness, that is scary stuff. Uh-huh. And you need to be careful with those things because you would be blown away at the speed at which it can chuck wood across the room if it catches the blade. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to push it through and get it beyond the blade right. before you walk away from the machine. Never have people standing behind you when you're sawing uh, in a, yeah. a table saw. You know those old shop videos? I don't know if you did. You have shop no class in your high school? Uh-uh. Okay, I was probably I'm probably on the tail end of when shop class existed. I think they're bringing it back. Yeah, I think as so. the need for yeah. trades increases mm-hmm. but right. i remember there was a video the shop class video and everybody talked about the video everybody my age knows about this right. video it's black and white i don't know how they did all the special effects <laughs> but i do remember the guy caught a, a two oh, by four that flew yeah. backwards into mm-hmm. his stomach and then whatever they did to create intestines they oh, were all over it was goodness. black and white but i remember everybody it wasn't dramatic at all oh they had me i i'm squeamish naturally <laughs> And so all the kids in the grades ahead of me told me about the shop class video. Uh I was terrified. I made it through. But there's an element of truth to that, that it is very dangerous and very scary. You've got to always pay attention to what's going on. Right. And I think this little jokey post makes the case that that's a universal experience and you got to be careful. Yeah. How about a bandsaw? You know what a bandsaw Mm -hmm. is, right? Yeah. It's a large stationary power saw primarily used by most wood shops to cut good aluminum sheet metal into smaller pieces that more easily fit in your trash container after you cut on the inside of the line rather than the outside edge. (laughs) Remember? We talked about that. Yes, we did. Except we talked about it with wood, but it's With wood and with table saws and with other saws, but when you make a line, Mm -hmm. you got to cut on the outside yep. of that line. If you don't, you're not adjusting for the kerf of the saw blade. Right. And you can end up cutting pieces that are too wow, short. Wow, we sound way smarter because we already talked about that. I loved <laughs> this one. A Phillips screwdriver. Remember when we talked about um, Phillips screws? Yes. The whole point of uh-huh. Phillips screws. When I read this in the history of you know, how these were invel- right. developed and created, right. everything made sense mm-hmm. in regards to Every woodworking project I've ever been on because I've always opted towards or leaned towards Phillips head screws because I hate the flat ones. I think they're the most commonly used, at least among people who maybe don't know. Right. In my experience, I didn't even realize there were other screws available, other types. Mm -hmm. 
So I would always go to a Phillips one because I thought, oh, it's it's way. And yet I stripped so many screws. Yep. And it drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. Turns out that's the whole point of the design. Yep. Is that it will cam out as you put mm-hmm. too much pressure on it. Too much torque, your tool will cam out of the screw and you'll strip the screw yep. before you'll damage your material. And yeah. that blows. <laughs> and so... You know, in certain instances. Now, in right. certain situations, that was the ideal. That's right. why they right. created That's it. That's what you wanted. But in our practical yeah, world most where... most of the times we're trying to get the screw back out because we need to adjust something, fix something. Well, and, and now our tools self-limit. Yeah. So they won't do that. Right. And, and we won't damage things. So anyway, Phillips screwdriver. Mm-hmm. What is it? Normally, it's used to stab the vacuum seals under lids or <laughs> for opening yep. old-style paper and tin oil cans and then splashing oil on your shirts. Yes. Also, though, it can be used, as the name implies, to strip out Phillips head screws. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh-huh. How about a straight screwdriver? It's a tool for opening paint cans. Don't we see that? Yes. And do we recommend that? Um, no. Why well, not? part of the problem is they're not, the edges are too sharp and you end up pulling up on the lid in mm-hmm. the wrong way and you end up with these sharp edges on the lid. And, and it makes it harder to seal. seal. Right. Yeah. So use one of those little paint uh, can openers. Yes. Ask in the store. Ask at any Repcolator Port City paint store. Yes. Ask real nicely and they'll give you one. Yeah. Don't use a screwdriver. I don't even know if you need to ask nicely. Well, if you demand one, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> they might throw it out the door and say, you there never you know. go, it's out there. No, we'll always be nice. We may talk about you later, though. Right. Anyway, a straight screwdriver. It's a tool for opening paint cans. We don't recommend that. Right. But it's also sometimes used to convert common slotted screws into non-removable screws. <laughs> and also for butchering your palms. Yes. How many times haven't you seen it that? now? slides. And, I would like to yeah. say that's also the point of chisels. Right. Yes. I've told that Uh story, but that was so horrible, it's worth retelling. When I was helping my son, helping with Uh the little quotation marks, my son create his, um, what do they call his little cars? Pinewood Derby cars. Yes. So we're creating that, and he wanted to work on it, but you know, this is how dads work. Uh We like to Here, let me just do that for you. Yeah. So I'm doing the little car, and I've got the the chisel, and I'm trying to chisel out the spot so we can melt in the lead, or whatever Uh we're doing, so that it has the weight to roll down the track and be a champion car. And the chisel slips and it hits my hand. Uh-huh. And Caleb says, <gasps> Dad, are you okay? And when I opened my eyes and looked at my hand, I realized I was absolutely fine. Uh-huh. And I said, Bud. This time. No problem. I'm fine. He says, well, don't you think you should be uh-huh. more careful and do it differently? Yes. I said, Caleb, we're fine. I went and did it again. The very next try, it slipped, and this time it went straight through. (laughs) Yep. Oh, yeah, straight to the emergency room. Not surprising. Yeah, the doctor said, oh, Pinewood Derby week. (laughs) Yeah, We've we've been seeing a lot of you, Dad. Let's see here. We've only got a few more. How about hammer? I love the hammer description. Okay. A hammer was originally employed as a weapon of war. Yes. The hammer nowadays, though, is used as a kind of divining rod to locate the most expensive parts adjacent to the object (laughs) that we're trying to hit. Right? Oh, yes. Or our thumbs. That, yes. I am notorious Uh at hitting my thumbs. That's why I get out my pliers and I hold the nail with my pliers. That's also why you close your eyes when I'm hammering, I believe. Yes, yes. (laughs) Because I can. Yeah, I I do that. Yep. Uh huh. I can't bear to watch it. Let's see here. The last one was the oh shucks tool. That's not what they called it. Oh darn. That'll work though. It's any handy tool that you can grab and then throw across the garage while yelling, oh shucks, at the top of your lungs. (laughs) 
It also turns out that it's the next tool that you most often need. Of course it is. Anyway, tools. Uh-huh. We love them. They help us get our projects done. But yeah. man, we struggle with them sometimes. Sometimes they're a detriment to your we health. We just get excited and we see the end or we think we see the end and we uh-huh. think we can get there quicker. Uh-huh. And then we mess things up. Never it's just really faster. fun for me to know that other people, alone. even people who are tool gurus, right. struggle with that stuff. Yes. Now, all right, when we come back, we're going to be in the studio with Sheriff Goslin Roofing talking about what to do in the case of a roof emergency. That's just ahead. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Now, before we jump into the next interview, I just want to clarify that every interview you hear for the foreseeable future will be pre recorded, not live, so no one is passing germs around. So here's the first interview. You know, last year, it rained and rained and rained and rained, and people had all kinds of issues. And then you get the wind that comes, I mean, recently we've had all kinds of, you know, just windy days. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going on. What's the weather? Then trees come down, which... Where are the trees coming down? You are painting some apocalyptic experience that I don't remember seeing. Well, not recently, oh. but I'm just saying. In the past, there's been weather. Yeah. And yes. there have been things that have happened. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I and gotcha. they will happen again at right. some point to so, somebody. And everything is impacted. Yeah. Betsy's life is impacted. Our homes are impacted. Our roofs can be impacted. Mm-hmm. And so we're in the studio with Matt Williams and Jake Harmon from Sheriff Goslin Roofing to talk about some spring concerns regarding our roofs. Guys, thanks for being here. Thank hey, you. Thanks for having us. So what are the spring concerns? You know, <laughs> we went on and on about, well, just the disasters. Like, yeah, that will disasters. Happen. It's like they could make a movie out of that. <laughs> what are we looking for here? Yeah. So in, in the spring, we just kind of came through winter with a freezing and thawing. Mm-hmm. That's going to give an opportunity for ice and water to get under your shingles and maybe start breaking some of those sealants loose. This time of year when all the trees don't have any leaves on it, that wind is just whipping through this area. And that is the wind Betsy was referring to. Yes. yes. See, I'm not so crazy after all. And the all. trees, too. Yeah. <laughs> and the trees. So a lot of times you'll see a couple shingles maybe coming up. Um, all of a sudden, maybe there's a leak that wasn't there before just because there was a small crack that was made larger from this winter. Um So that's kind of the things we're scared of in the springtime. Mm-hmm. Um what do we need to do about that? Do I have to get out there and take a look? Do I wait till water is dripping into a light fixture above my <laughs> <No>. kitchen table? <laughs> then decide to take a look? I had that once. Raining indoors. We had our, we had our roof done, yeah. and they stripped it off, and the guys left. And this freak rainstorm came in, oh, no. and I didn't think about it. You know, I didn't. I just didn't think about it. It was a long time ago. And it was just a quick rain and it was gone. And then the kids come out of the bathroom. Dad, is there supposed to be water in the light in the bathroom? I said, no, there's never supposed to be. (laughs) What are you even thinking? (laughs) So, yeah, then I panicked. Then I had tarps. And Uh anyway, so I don't wait for that point. No. I should get up there and take a look. Well, 
as big storms come through after the storm's over, you should walk around your house, just kind of do a damage assessment. See if there are any trees down. See if the shingles are there. Because either you're going to hear it from your kids that found a leak in the bathroom, or you're going to have your neighbors coming over and say, hey, I found a shingle. I think it's yours. (laughs) Um, He's missing something. (laughs) Um, So, you know, when... You just want to kind of do a damage assessment when any big storms come through. Make sure that any damage that is taken on can be taken care of quickly. Um, So if the damage does occur, you want to give your insurance company a call. Just kind of open a claim with them. Say, hey, we had a storm just come through. Here's the damage that I've sustained. Go around, take your pictures of the damage that's happened before. After you call the insurance, take your pictures. Next thing to do, give a professional a call. Say, hey, I'm scared. I'm going to take on water. We can get out there, have an emergency tarp done. That cost is covered by the insurance company. So mm-hmm. they don't want you taking on more damage after the problem's already been identified. So they want us out there as quick as we can, make sure that we get it all dried in and the bleeding is stopped. Oh, well, why, why is there bleeding? <laughs> you mean figuratively. Figuratively yeah. bleeding. It's like, it's like he's got a camera in my house. Yeah. Normally there is literal bleeding whenever anything remotely bad happens. Yes. Well, and I'm assuming the insurance companies would prefer that we call a professional as trying as opposed to trying to do it ourselves. Because I think that's the instinct. People just say, I'm going to go to the store, I'm going to buy a bunch of tarps, and I'm going to throw them up there. But then... I'm guessing that you guys, you know, secure them in such a way that you're not going to damage more stuff, but you're going to keep the water from coming in and all of that, correct? Right. Yeah. And the way you put up a tarp, it, it matters because it's not just done as soon as it's there. It still has to hold up to the weather. Right. And the larger the tarp, the more wind can get under it and lift it. And there's nothing more you want than putting all your work into getting that tarp up, and then it's blowing down the road. Okay. So let's say that an emergency situation happens. You know, a tree comes down. Something big happens. Mm -hmm. My steps would be what? Do I start with, I'm not going to go outside and take pictures because it's still storming. I mean, what what do I do first as this happens? Yeah, so first thing, and it's, it's really short order. So it's not like, hey, today I did this, tomorrow I did this, the next day. It's like, okay, here, in the next 20 minutes, this is what I need to accomplish. Okay. I need to give my insurance company a call. Mm-hmm. Just call your agent, okay? Let them know, hey, we've had some stuff come down, some damage. I've got trees down. I've got things blown off. Whatever those are, just give them that. Look, I, I need to open a claim. Um, I don't know how big this is. Okay. The next thing you're going to want to do, get a hold of a professional company. You have roofing companies, you have tree companies, you have emergency tarp companies. Um, all those things, really, they can do all three of them. Most tree companies will tarp a roof. Okay. okay. Most emergency service companies will tarp a roof, remove a tree. Most roofing companies will tarp a roof remove a tree. Oh, really? So, yeah, with what makes sense. If there's something that's protruded right. into the roof, most roofing companies go, 
I'm not going to mess with the framework of a house, so yep. we'll we'll get it manageable and get it tarped. But they want to put the tarp on you as well. They know that work's going to be taken care of because you can you can write them a check and then the insurance company will refund them for it. They know that's covered under your insurance policy. Um, so with that, after we get a hold of the insurance company and then get a hold of the emergency company, you're going to want to make sure that you have somebody there to help you walk through that insurance claim process. It's not something that we put on our calendar and say, okay, it's the third Tuesday of the month. It's time to make an insurance claim on my roof. Like, <laughs> right. Most people never do it in their lifetime. Right. right. So you're looking at it going, well, what does my insurance policy say? You know, what is the the boundaries of that? What are the ramifications? What are the things that I have to have in place to make this actually go well? What kind of shingles do I have up there? And that's going to be something you're going to want to talk to a professional about and go, hey, can you help me walk through? Most companies especially if they've been around for any length of time, are going to have the people on staff. Most roofing companies? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. okay. Most roofing companies, they're going to have the people on staff to walk through. Um, not, our company has insurance adjusters that have come out of that field that are licensed insurance adjusters to know how that works. Several other companies do, too. You're just going on a check and ask. Okay. Can I talk to them? Uh, so, I've got a roof. I have no idea who put that mm-hmm. roof on originally. Right. And that's where most people are probably at, or at least a good chunk of us. You're in 95% of America. Yeah. Congratulations. (laughs) It doesn't matter who I call. Right. I mean, I I just get a good roofing company out there. Yeah. You're going to have to look for a reputable company. Yeah. And you want to know that, one, they know how to deal with storm damage. Not everybody does. Um, It's a little bit of a different animal. Okay. Um, How things get paid out, how things get covered. You might walk out and go, hey, you know, this is what new science is out there. They don't know what the insurance policy has all the time. And so you want to know the insurance policy. Does your insurance policy say, if there's damage, it will bring it up to code? Does your roofing policy say, if it's damaged, we're going to put the cheapest roof we absolutely can on for you to say there's a roof on there? You know, what does that policy say? Do some policies really say that? That's going to be my policy. Not, I guarantee yeah. you. That's how I buy things. Not word for what word, would but save depending me on the, the most coverage. money. Well, sir, if we could just put a tarp on there permanently, let's do it. Yep. Yeah, and and those are things that you want to consider. And part of that is is that being in that ninety five percent of America, you don't know what kind of shingle got put up there. Most people, if you go, hey, it's who brown. put it up there? I don't know. Right. Congratulations, okay. you got the color right. I did. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, oh. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Shoot. I, I think it's brown. So I have no idea the quality of it or the I know it's it's not right. the three tabs. I know it's the dimensional. dimensional. Yep. Yeah. And and those are different because even inside roofing material and products, there's a wide variation. People really have a wide range of roof that they can purchase and buy and say, "Hey, what goes up here? What fits the situation? How do we right size this roof?" You don't know what the people in front of you had. Maybe they were a, "Hey, pure top of the line. Insurance company is going to come in and go, I don't know. There are tools out there to measure that. Roofing companies should carry those with them. Some do, some don't. You want to know that they have tools that can measure the shingles. Because if you say, hey, I have a, lack of a better term, a landlord-grade shingle up there, mm-hmm. They're going to try to replace a landlord grade shingle. Gotcha. If you say, hey, I have a really high end, you know, the swanky of swanky shingles up there, okay? <laughs> That's what I've It's got. a little bit old. <laughs> Not the way you buy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow, um, didn't get Kim on. The, <laughs> the insurance adjuster is going to get up there and go, I don't know. So my default is landlord yeah. grade shingle. Okay. Because so you're not automatically brought in. 
That would be something that the homeowner would choose to do to get the best information possible. In the homeowner's best interest, they're going to want to get the roofing company involved as soon as possible. And the reason being is, ideally, you want that roofing company to meet the insurance adjuster out there so they can have a conversation. Because once things are already set in place, then it's a dogfight to go back. And what that fight costs you is time. Mm-hmm. And your roof's open. And you're looking at the things, the treasures of your life, the valuables, your antiques, everything else inside your home, your family, all those things you want protected. And it's going to take more time while the insurance company and the roofing company are going, hey, you owe them this. And they're going, well, they were okay with this. And so what you want to do is say, here, the insurance company's not doing anything wrong if they don't have nope. the information. Here's the default. Here's what we have. This is how we do it. You want to make sure that they have the right information moving forward. And on, if they have the right information, insurance companies are great. Oh, yeah, this is the measurement. This is the gauge. They, have, they plug it in. Here it goes. Here it is. And oftentimes, if you have the roofing company right there and you're saying, hey, we're willing to work with them through the insurance and you have a contract, they'll go ahead and they'll write you a check right on the spot. So what you're telling people is check your insurance policy before you renew it to see what it's telling you yeah. for roofing coverage. Yeah. Have your emergency roofing company, you know, the name written down, a phone number written down so that you know right. that that's your next step. Mm-hmm. And if possible, have all of the things that you just said, you know, all the details about your roof on hand so that you are prepared if damage occurs. But even if right. you don't, that's where you bring in a company and right. you can assess that. Right. By looking yep. at the, the remnants of what's right. left of my roof after this d- disaster. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And one big other part to that, when a big storm comes through an area, there are storm chasers. Just make sure, you know, the company that you use, you've mm-hmm. heard of them before. You know, because everyone will come from states all around. People will come up from Georgia if we have a big storm up here just for that work. And then when the work is done, they're gone. Mm -hmm. That's a really good point. You want to have somebody around that you can get back a hold of should you need to. If our listeners have any more questions about any of this, want to dig into it, guys, how's the best way to get in touch? Uh, Best way to to give us a call. Our phone number for our office is 231-798-7783, or visit us at our website at SheriffGoslinMuskegon.com. SheriffGoslinMuskegon.com. Matt Williams, you're the Lakeshore Manager. Yes, sir. Jake Harmon, the Estimator. I am. Guilty as charged. Give me a good price on my next... Roof project. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Thanks, guys, for being here. Hey, thanks for having us. All right. Coming up after the break, we're going to be talking about some projects you can tackle now that we're all stuck at home. (laughs) Yeah. That's just ahead. Stay tuned. Are you stuck with a little extra downtime right now? Well, we can help you fill that time with a paint project, and you won't have to leave the house. With so many people suddenly stuck at home, we thought we'd tell you about RepcoLite's free next-day delivery to the Lakeshore and Metro Grand Rapids areas, no matter who you are or how much or little you may need. And if you happen to need your stuff sooner, we're offering expedited deliveries guaranteed within two hours for just $4.95. Check out RepcoLite.com for a location near you, or call any RepcoLite or Port City Paints to place an order and schedule a delivery. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, before we get into this particular topic, I do want to make a quick note that we record the show. We say that all the time. We want you to know it's not live usually. And right now, Mm -hmm. it is Thursday, 
yes. March 19, yes. 10, 13 in the morning. Mm-hmm. We're recording this segment. Yeah, so, so if, if anything <laughs> happens and we are not addressing it, it's because this show is already done and sent out. We're yeah. trying to get ahead of things because we don't know what's coming. And Well, and, and I guess my main concern was that if I say something that's no longer accurate right <laughs> if we're no longer open right you know if, it if something happen. happens yep i just want right. you to understand that's what's going on yeah if you are curious mm-hmm. before we get into the projects that we want to talk about yeah if you're curious about repco lights hours mm-hmm. three things you can do yeah two of which involve our website repcolite.com right on the home page we've got our up-to-date hours and the situation yes. so if you're wondering if the store is open and you don't want to give the store a phone call just go to the website. Mm-hmm. It'll tell you right there. The minute right. something changes, if our hours are adjusted for any reason, we'll let you know online. You can find out. Our Facebook page will also yes. be a place where you yeah. can get that information. Right. And also on the, the website, repcolite.com, we've got a new chat function. Mm-hmm. And you can basically go there, ask a question. Yep. And right now, Betsy and I are manning that. Yeah. So you'll you'll be able to talk to us. <laughs> hey, Not that's that that's necessarily cool. all that great, <laughs> but that's who you're going to get. Yeah. But if you want to find out, we've answered yeah. a lot of questions that way. So yes. all of those things, that's how you get the latest information. Right. But right now, what we want to dig into are just some projects to get your mind off of what's going on. Yeah. You know, you can paint rooms in your house and you can paint your kitchen cabinets and Great like projects that. right now. And lots of people are doing them. Right. But if you want some satisfaction a little bit quicker, then there are some small projects that you could be doing. One of the I think the most popular ones on our website is a while back I painted some Crown Royal bottles. Like really, and a lot of us might have lots of that <laughs> by the end of this. You never around, know. So. Well, and, I'm you know, just joking, well, Betsy. Some people collect bottles just because mm-hmm. of, you know, I love the texture. You know, there's all these things on a Crown Royal bottle, the the glass itself. All kinds is of detail on the, on the glass. Right. So it, it lends itself perfectly to distressing and making a really cool, unique kind of piece. So all I did was use the XIM primer it sticks the glass and, and it's it comes a spray. in a spray can right? yeah that's why i used it because i wanted spray it's a great bonding primer yes it's fantastic for that then um i put a dark spray paint i don't it's just something i happen to have lying around the house so mm-hmm. that was like my under color and then i painted on kind of a robin's egg blue color i just had again some extra paint sitting around so i painted that over top did a little scuff sanding in areas to pull off that pretty blue color and leave the darker color behind really easy to do instant gratification they look great because the white from the primer comes through in some areas you see the see through to the glass Mm -hmm. in other areas i mean it's distressed everybody knows what that looks like well people do ball uh canning jars a lot i've Mm -hmm. seen a lot of those so anything you've got laying around you can do that project gets a lot of hits on the website it's Mm -hmm. fun yeah and um yeah, that's a really good one. It's funny because when I tried it, I did not pull it off quite as well as you did. And my daughters uh-huh. pointed that out to me. <laughs> they stopped me mid-project and said, why don't you just get Betsy to do that for you? I said, because it's about doing it myself. And they said, I guess. But if you want it to look good, you could just. Uh-huh. And then I made them quit. But anyway, it was a fun project. Yeah, super fast, super simple. Yep. Another one that really a great thing to mess around with just mm. to get a feel for it right now is distressing or making your own barnwood. Yeah. We talked about that a while back on the radio yep. and we'll put a link in our show notes and we'll link those on Facebook so you can find them quicker. All right. of these will be on Facebook, yep. but that really just involves steel wool and vinegar. 
Yeah. And you just put that in a glass jar, pop mm-hmm. a couple holes in the top of the lid, right. let it sit for a few days. Mm-hmm. You remove the what's ever left of the um, the steel wool yep. and you wipe that on pine mm-hmm. and it grays it up yeah. in minutes. It's really fun. And if you distress the pine with like a um, wire brush yeah. and chisel and you can really do a lot of work on it, mm-hmm. you can create pieces that look like they've been outside for years and years. Yeah. It's really cool. It's a lot of fun and it's really simple to do. And you end up with barn wood that doesn't have any bugs in it. Right. <laughs> which so, is my favorite part. To me, that was fun because there's so many different applications for it. You know, yeah. what do you do with it? Well, one of the things we talked about was like a light fixture where you mm-hmm. could create, yeah. you know, a hollowed out beam basically right. by several planks that yep. you just put together. So you get a woodworking project out of it mm-hmm. and you've just got the fun of distressing the wood. If you don't want to go the vinegar route, we've got a couple of stains that we worked up yeah. at Repcolite that get close to mimicking that look right. in a little more control method because mm-hmm. the stain is going to be consistent board to board. Yeah. The vinegar can vary, mm-hmm. but it's still fun to mess with. Right. Another quick project that you can do is just paint a piece of furniture. You know, a lot of people have, you know, an old piece of furniture just sitting around that has seen better days. And now's a well, great you, time you've to get You've got old furniture that people are sitting on or at. And it's been sitting around. So let's fix all of that and (laughs) get somebody moving. Exactly. Let's fix all of that. Um, I've done a few chairs. If you've heard of her, Mackenzie Childs, she does like these cool checkerboard patterns. You've got to Google it. If you haven't, I did. And it's amazing. It's really super whimsical. Yeah. Very whimsical. Very fun. And it just, it's also a great way to use, you know, if you've done a project and have a bunch of sample pints, it's a great way to use those up. Right. Something with a ton of spindles, ton of detail, highlight different colors. Benjamin Moore sample pints are available for that. Yep. All kinds of different things. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot of fun. Get out there and do some projects. And remember, we just launched a free next day delivery service to get you your products so you don't have to go out. Right. And again, right now... That's all still going. Yes. Check the website if you've got any questions about our hours. Everybody out there, stay safe. I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Betsy Thompson. Remember, if you're about to lose your DIY sanity, we can help you fix that crazy. And we can help you fill some of this massive amounts of spare time that we all seem to have on our hands right now. That we never saw coming. (laughs) Right. We'll help you with that. Thanks for listening.